Well, hey there, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome to an episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. We're still in quarantine. We're still in lockdown. Um, I hope that you liked the One Tree Hill Gossip Girl podcast that I put out the other day. I am really struggling right now to try and like, like, I don't even know. I can't even explain it. I am such a social person. Being locked down is driving me insane. I will say on Friday, I did go to Colby D's apartment. So basically what happened is I was like, I need to see someone in person. I just, I need some like face-to-face time with a fucking human other than the randoms that I see at the grocery store. And I went to her apartment and literally she sat at a table and I sat six feet away from her at the very edge of her porch. But it was a beautiful time. It was a beautiful moment. It was nice to be like in the presence of someone else. And then I found out I maybe shouldn't have done that. I don't, I'm trying to follow the rules. I'm trying to follow all the guidelines. So when I got to Colby's house, we like waved and said hi to one another. And then we had our drinks and we were on opposite sides of the porch. I think that's allowed. I'm, I'm really trying to follow all orders because I want this to be lifted as soon as possible. I mean, it has canceled my live podcast, which is a very selfish thing for me to say out loud, but it really bums me out. But also, all everyone's sick. It doesn't, like, everyone's getting sick. It doesn't matter if you're young, if you're in your 20s, if you're older. It doesn't matter. Coronavirus, don't give a fuck. So let's all just continue our, to stay inside. I almost said let's continue to try our best. But clearly our best isn't fucking good enough. Stop having parties. Stop being like, well, there's less than 10 people here. No parties, okay? This is coming from somebody who loves to party, who loves to go out to bars, who loves to be social. It's so hard. It is really hard but we all just have to do our best. We, I mean, we have Netflix, we have Hulu, we have Amazon Prime, we have all these stations that we can just love and watch and lay on our couch and be lazy as possible. It's funny, you want to be lazy until you're like told that you have to be lazy and then all of a sudden you're like, well, well, maybe I want to t- start jogging. I've seen people rollerblading. I don't think I've seen people rollerblade since 1998. It's really wild what's happening. I've taken up walking, and by taking up, I mean I've walked a little bit more than I usually walk, (laughs) which actually, no, I've taken like six walks during this quarantine, which means six walks of all of 2020. I ordered a desk because I can't sit on my couch anymore. My, I have like a sciatica nerve that's acting up. I'm like, how old am I? I'm only 28. But I'm really like wearing down my couch and I'm like, damn it, I really need this. And I have a pretty small apartment. So we'll see. We'll see how all this goes. It's a lot of change, a lot of change really quick. So again, if you're having a tough time with this, know you're not alone. I feel like even people who love to stay home are kind of like, all right, I'm getting real, real sick of this shit. Before I get into the episode, I want to talk about my fostering adventures. I'm fostering two cats. Their original names are Charlie and Lightning. I've renamed them Moira and David, like Shit's Creek, because they're mother and son. I almost said mother and father. Mother and son. Did I jump into fostering? Yes, absolutely. But they have brought me company, and I love that everyone's like, you know, you should you should keep them, you should keep them, but I'm not keeping them. I, I made that promise to myself. I'm not ready to really, this is going to sound lame, but like open up my heart to another pet right now, but I'm happy to help them out. Like they're helping me out. We're helping each other out in this time of crisis. And I hope that they find their awesome home. I think it's really cool that I'm hanging out with these cats until they're 
people find them and it's like to me it's like I'm helping them prepare to be like girl to somebody else that's kind of how I how I feel about the whole foster thing it's really not as bad as I thought it was going to be because at first I'm like oh my god I'm going to get attached and I'm not going to want to give them away or not give them away but put them up for adoption give them to a loving home and now I'm kind of like you know what it's okay it's okay if that happens I'm going to care for them. I'm going to enjoy our time together. But once our time is up and they find their forever home, their time, you know, it's just exciting. I hope that they find a great home because they are, they are some cool cats and kittens. If you don't know what that's from, it's from Tiger King. And I'm going to talk about that after I talk about the episode of The Hills. But really quick, somebody DM'd me. Apparently Icon no longer does One Tree Hill events because they were like stealing money and being really shady. And now they do something through like a benefits thing. So all of the fan events that One Tree Hill is a part of, they like raise money for different charities instead of going through Icon who conned them a whole bunch of money apparently. Okay, now that I got some stuff off my chest, we are going to get into the episode, which is season two, episode 12. It's called Goodbye For Now. Not goodbye to you, like the Michelle Branch song, goodbye for now. And I have to admit, the episode is really, really repetitive. Like, it's not the greatest episode until the very end, obviously, but it's very repetitive. I will say the tension between Heidi and Lauren's insane. So my guess is that Heidi moved out and then they kind of had to refilm the scenes. Not sure if that's correct, but that's kind of how I feel about it. So we start off the episode with a little season two recap. And I guess I forgot how much actually happens in season two because if you're, well, I just almost said if you're not watching it weekly, I am watching it weekly. But anyway, we start off with the Jason breakup. We find out, you know, you're going to be known as the girl who didn't go to Paris. We met Brody. We unfortunately met Spencer. Um, Audrina and Whitney became way more parts of the storyline. There's been a ton of Heidi drama. Jennifer Bunny, she's gone. We do not see Jennifer Bunny for a while now. And Lowe's back. So, I mean, it's been kind of a wild-ass season for 12 episodes. Now, I will say season three is a lot longer. So, you gotta you gotta stick with me through season three. But the episode starts off with Lauren being surprised that Heidi spent the night. And Heidi explains her fight with Spencer. Heidi doesn't understand the rush. And Lauren says, you told me you wouldn't move in with anybody unless you've been together for at least two years. And she's kind of like, what's the rush? I don't understand what this rush is. But it does give a little bit more insight on why Lauren's acting the way she is. Maybe she really wanted Heidi to stick to that plan. She wanted Heidi to wait two years before she moved in with anybody. But that ain't happening. Sorry, Lauren. And then Lauren says... Do you really want to change everything you believe in because some guy is pressuring you? And Heidi's just kind of like, well, it's not just some guy. Like she does that serious low tone voice that I've talked about that she does all season. Heidi's like, well, I'm just going to live with you, Lauren, and I don't want to make it a big thing. And then Lauren, Lauren says maybe the top 10 bitchiest Lauren Conrad comments. And she goes, well, don't let me be your excuse. You don't even like live with me. I live with your stuff. Ooh, shit. Yeah, that's rough. That's a rough one. But I mean, it's true. And what's tough is like, I kind of went through this with my roommate, Heather. Heather and I never got in any big blowout fights. Heather and I also weren't super close. But there was a point where either like her boyfriend was over almost every single night for like two weeks or she'd be gone for three weeks. And I kind of be like, what's happening? Like, this is weird. We lived like, I don't know. I felt I did feel kind of Lauren and Heidi-esque. Except there was no big blowouts. Hi, um, Heather's also a very nice person. 
Heather and her now fiance were not Spencer and Heidi by any means. After that little moment, that awkward moment, see, that's why I really think that Heidi already moved out and they had to refilm some shit. But we start off in New York City with Whitney. She's there for her Teen Vogue interview. And Emily and Whitney hug, like Emily's the one who greets her. And they're on much better terms. And Emily's really nice. And I hate that she was painted as such a villain just because she was good at her job. Again, early 2000s, women were supposed to hate women. It's very cool. It's very, very 2000s. But Whitney admits to being very nervous. Um, Emily's like, you'll do great, you'll do great. And she's like, I'm nervous. But she sits down for the interview. And I don't think, I did not think that we saw the interview. Like when I wrote my notes and I said, but she sits down for the interview and we don't get to see the interview because we're back at Bolt House with Heidi and Elodie, which is exactly what happens. And Elodie is shocked Spencer gave her an ultimatum. And I'm going to play this audio clip. It is between Heidi, Elodie, and Kristen. And I have to say, Kristen seems like a real bad bitch. I don't know what it is, what it is about her. Oh, I can't believe that he gave you that ultimatum. I can't believe it either. I mean, after everything he's done to you, I can't believe you're still with him and that you're even considering moving in with him. I think we're, like, technically broken up right now because you wouldn't move in with him. What a jerk. Like, I don't even know. Does any part of you want to really move in with him and try and, like... I mean, most of me, you know, really wants to move in and try, but there's a big part of me that's just like, what's the rush? I mean, who's the first guys that you guys lived with? Never lived with a guy. You've never lived with a guy? Mm-hmm. Well, that's because my boyfriend lives with his brother and he's obsessed with him, so he's never going to move out. <laughs> okay, okay. I've lived know. with ev- almost every boyfriend I've had. And it's... It's not always a good thing. I don't know. It's one of those decisions where you're like... How will you ever know if you're right or wrong? So the girls, they're trying to give Heidi some advice and Heidi is just not taking it. Heidi does not want the advice. She wants to move in with Spencer and nobody's like, you should do it. Everyone's like, um, I don't know. But Elodie ends that conversation by saying, we're your friends, we support you, but that's why we're giving you our honest opinion and I don't think you should move in with him. Elodie the MVP. I say this on every podcast, but I really hate that she hates how she was portrayed on the hills because I would love nothing more than to have Elodie come on my podcast and talk to me. So just kidding on not seeing Whitney's interview because we're back to Whitney's interview. I'm like, what a weird like clip a clip. What's a weird way to cut a clip? So they um, the interviewer tells her that they want to hire one or two people to know everything in L.A. before it happens. Um, I, the whole time I was trying to take all the notes, but I really didn't. All I said was Whitney's hair looks absolutely great. And then she lists some photographers and designers that she really likes. And Whitney says, this is what she really wants. She's like, I want to work in fashion. She wants to be a stylist and she really just wants the job. So now we're back at Bolt House and Spencer calls Heidi. He says that he needs to meet her and he has a surprise. She's like, what, what's the surprise, Spencer? And he's like, just come meet me and uh, you'll see what the surprise is. So Heidi leaves and tells Elodie. She's like, Elodie's like, where are you going? She goes, I'm going on a break. And then there's a great scripted moment that happens. And I feel like here is where the hills really started to become less organic. But Kristen and Elodie like look at each other from across the room And Elodie shakes her head and rolls her eyes. And then Kristen also rolls her eyes. It's truly a cinematic moment. But Heidi pulls up to Spencer at an apartment complex. And I want you to think about what Spencer is wearing, okay? He's starting his little peach fuzz that he likes here and there. His hair looks darker, so it doesn't look like he has his highlights. But he is wearing a skull t-shirt, a pair of black baggy jeans with a pocket chain, 
in a huge chain necklace. But Spencer brings her to their place. He's like, this could be a, <laughs> he's like, this could be ours, Heidi. This could be ours. That's really not how he talks, but I, I feel like it is. That's how he talks to me. I mean, how he talks now is more just like, whoa, I'm the content king. Yeah, player. Want some crystals? You want this drip? <laughs> he's, he puts on such an act and so many people believe him. But anyway, he just looks at her like they're walking around and they go to the balcony and Heidi loves it. And he's pointing out, he's like, there's Ledu and, and Don Antonio's is way down there. And he goes, so are you sold? And Heidi, Heidi's like, you have to promise me, you have to promise me there are no more Playboy bunnies. There are no more random nights at the club. And Spencer promises no more Playboy nights at the club. He's like, why would I want you to move in with me if I just wanted to go out to the club? So both Heidi and Spencer seem very excited about this big move. So then we know what's going to happen. Heidi has to break the news to Lauren. And that's what happens the very next scene. Heidi and Lauren have the I'm moving out of the apartment talk and I'm gonna play an audio clip I always like to tell you because I want to save your little ears in case it's loud he was like hey can you meet me at this place and I went there and surprised me and it was an apartment <laughs> he's like you got an apartment yeah he was like you can move in here if you want if I want to live with him then I should and you know yeah. just like you said so so you're moving out yeah so okay do you know when you're moving out um I think kind of soon well, you have to let me know because I have to start looking for a new roommate and I yeah. let them know when to move in. Well, that's exciting. New roommate who will be here all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. But the apartment's so nice and really high ceilings. That sounds like everything's perfect. Okay, I get why Lauren's mad. I get it. I get it. I know I always stick up for Lauren and defend her like she's my young child. I do get why she's upset, but she gets so rude so quick. Like, she had to have known this was coming. Just kind of like, damn, girl, you're you're cold. <laughs> Lauren Conrad is as cold as ice sometimes. After that awkward exchange, we have an even more awkward exchange between Brody and Spencer. It's an audio clip because I can only do Spencer's voice certain times. In this moment, I think it's 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 a big moment between Brody and Spencer. There are a few things that are said that are kind of, I call a lot of things iconic, I can't lie, but like, bigger in the hills universe. There are two things that are said. I wonder if you pick up on it. I will say what I think it is after the clip. So I'm going to hit play right about now. You're getting married is basically what you're saying. No, because if I was getting married, I'd have to buy a ring. I'm not buying a ring. Why even move in? Why not just keep it the way it is, live here, and just keep seeing her like you are? Why do you have to move in with her? I don't want her living with Lauren. As long as Lauren is in that girl's life, we're going to have fights. Because anytime that girl comes around, there's an automatic problem because she hates me. What, I got to, like, plan? We have to, like, plan this in advance for the boys can go out and party and hang out? Or No, oh, just call the homeboy phone. It's right here. The homeboy phone? The girlfriend phone? I got the homeboy phone. <laughs> just hit that one up. You're covered. I was born a player, dog. That's what I do. I'm not going to change Spencer Spencer. Playboy Spence. Still the man. You are going to be out of there, so. I mean, I think homeboy phone, girlfriend phone is a very iconic part of the hills. And I also think Playboy Spence is such a, I don't know. I just, I really think that moment's like such a douchebag moment. (laughs) Also, I have to say, I don't think Brody has changed a second since he said that. Um, 
he, I'm going to talk about who Brody's dating a little bit after, I mean, when the episode's over, but the fact that he's a 36-year-old man and still dating 20-year-olds is fucking gross. Sometimes you got to grow up, Brody. You're going to grow up one day. I'm actually surprised he doesn't have a kid or anything, but... I will say I think Spencer's grown. I don't think he's like a great person, but he seems to be a great dad. So I will give Spencer that. So the next scene, we have a weird Whitney and Lauren scene because again, she needs to talk to Whitney about everything that's happened. Lauren ends up calling Whitney from the fashion closet and it is weird to see her without Whitney in the fashion closet. And basically she's like, how's New York? And Whitney's like, oh, it's very cold. After that moment, Lauren starts to immediately fill her in on the Heidi drama because she needs to talk to someone about the drama. Right now, Lowe isn't a big part of the Hills. And I don't know what was going on with with um, Audrina, but they weren't really using her for clips either until later. But Whitney is so shaken and she hasn't heard anything. She's like, no, I had no idea. <laughs> She's like, no, Lauren, I've been in an interview that you haven't asked me about yet. And then Lauren eventually, she's like, how was your interview? I'm so sorry. And Whitney says that she thought it went well. And then Lauren's like, when do you land? Whitney goes, tomorrow morning. And that's not how Whitney talks. I'm so sorry. I'm getting her and Audrina's voices confused. But Lauren's like, I just want to take you out to dinner to celebrate. Which I think is a very sweet thing to do, especially when you had to talk about your problems before you asked her about her big time interview. What's crazy is Heidi's packing and we find out that she's moving today. And it's like a weird breakup. It's like a breakup scene. That's why I'm always so thankful that Heather was not in the apartment when I moved because I felt like that would have been weird. But I'm going to play the audio clip. There are a lot of audio clips this episode. I think it's okay. I hope you guys don't care. But I'm about to hit play right now. I feel like it's like a breakup almost. <laughs> you know, it's like moving out, separating our stuff. Um, I definitely think since I'm moving out, I need to make, you know, more of, like, Taco Tuesday and, like, really come every Tuesday. But what's the difference between you moving out? You don't do it now and you live with me. But, like, I want to make sure I do, you know? Well, I mean, it's balls in your court. If you want to make an effort, that's fine. Well, I don't want it to be like I move out and that's the end of it. You know, it's not like that at all. It might be, though, Heidi. You're with someone you really love and, like, I'm, I'm really glad that you're happy, but yeah. you're not going to be able to have both when you move in with them. I mean, it sucks, and it makes me sad because, like, you were my best friend that I moved here with, but... Well, I'd like to still try to make an effort, so... But really, I think one. Okay, no, no, I mean, it's nice to hear. It's just, like, we'll see. And with that, they pack up the U-Haul and Heidi's out of there. They hug and Lauren's like, you can always come back if you want. And then, of course, we have another beautiful scene of Heidi driving away. She's looking in the U-Haul rearview mirror and you just see Lauren staring back at her. What a beautiful moment. I mean, whoever thought of that shot deserves an award. It, she, whoever does it, whoever did it deserves an award. I know I throw that around a lot, but this time I really, really mean it. I'm guessing it's the next day. They're at Bolt House and Elodie goes brunette. Elodie has changed her hair. And Heidi breaks the news to Elodie that she has moved in with Spencer. And Elodie's very upset, but is trying to be supportive. And Heidi's excited to cook dinner. Um, Elodie goes, do you have like cooking equipment? And Heidi's like, I'm just going to make like pasta or something. And Elodie's like, what's cooking equipment called? She's like, you know, you know, like, like pots and pans. And I'm like, I would, that sounds like me. That sounds like something I would definitely say. Elodie, I'm not going to fault you for calling pots and pans cooking equipment. 
So the very next scene is Lauren walking in with champagne and pizza, and we find out that Audrina has moved in. It's like a little bit of a tease because she's walking in. There are boxes everywhere. She sits on the couch with her champagne and pizza, and then Audrina comes out, and we're all excited because we're like, ooh, we love Lauren and Audrina because we don't like Heidi anymore. Okay, we don't like her one bit. But Lauren ends up popping the champagne. It goes everywhere, and we're feeling really good about this. And then we see Spencer and Heidi having dinner on the floor. And I think it's a cute moment, even though it's a spidey moment. I'm going to say it's a cute one. And it kind of goes back and forth between Audrina and Lauren and Spencer and Heidi. And Lauren says if Heidi and Spencer broke up, she'd be welcome back. She's like, it wouldn't be any different. We'd be the exact same people. And then after that, Spencer says this move will only help her relationship with Lauren. He's like, it'll only help because you guys don't see each other every day. Yeah, all right, Spencer. And then Heidi just looks at him. She goes, don't make me regret this, Spencer. And that's it. Oh, Lauren and Audrina also do a cheers to being the best roommates ever. But that is it. That's how we end season two. And season three is a real whirlwind. We get more low. We get horrible Heidi. We get crazy ass Spencer. And we get the feud that has lasted like 14 years because Spencer can't let go of it. And neither can I, honestly. But this episode was kind of really repetitive. I'm very excited to cover season three. Now, a few of you did get back to me on the One Tree Hill and Gossip Girl behind the scenes episode. And someone was like, well, I wish you talked about like your favorite Gossip Girl characters. Okay, I'll do it now. (laughs) Thank you, because I didn't have a ton for like after the hills. So this might be a shorter episode. But I loved Blair I loved Dorota, her maid. I thought she was fucking hysterical. I really liked Blair's mom too. And I love Georgina. Georgina Sparks is one of the best TV villains of all time. Um, I'm trying to think. I never liked Chuck. I don't get why people think Chuck is like the shit and like this hot ass guy. It's like, no, he's terrible. He's a horrible, horrible human. Um, Pembad or Dan. Pam Badgley annoys me. I'll say that. But I never liked Dan. I thought he was very complainy. And he it was kind of like, okay, we get it. Um, I was never a huge Serena fan. There were moments where I really liked her. But I don't, I didn't, I thought she was beautiful. I was like, ooh, Blake Lively's so pretty. But I don't really like Serena. And then Nate, Nate Archibald. Loved him. I mean, I thought he was super hot. And he was just kind of like a dumb little golden retriever. And that's really all I needed out of Chase Crawford in that uh, series. But I did think the show got extremely, extremely repetitive with everything. Unpopular opinion. As much as I loved Nate and Serena and wish that they ended up together, I do wish we did try with Jenny and Nate. I know that um, after doing that deep dive, it's kind of like, no, it's probably best that she didn't end up with any of those people because she was like 14 years old. But I would have liked to see them together. My favorite episode, I believe it's season three, episode 18. It's Nate's birthday party. And I think it's called Inglorious Bastards. And they do this like Polaroid in it's um, you have to take a Polaroid of yourself. And then if you like catch somebody in the neighborhood you take their Polaroid, whoever has all the Polaroids last wins the game, basically. But it's very cat and mouse because Jenny likes Nate and Nate's dating Serena at the time. Another unpopular Gossip Girl opinion, I actually really liked Blair and Dan together. I felt like they worked really well together and I always thought, as much as like Penn Badgley annoys me, I did think him and Leighton Meester were the best actors on the show. So seeing them get to work together so closely, I loved it. And I hated Chuck so much. I'm like, oh my God, she's not with Chuck. This is all 
I care about. And there's one specific scene of Gossip Girl where um, Serena and Dan are dating just as like Rufus and Lily are dating and they all move in together and it's very odd. And they're sitting at the dinner table like Dan and Serena on one side, Rufus and Lily on the other. And Serena's like, we're not breaking up. Just because we can hear what happens in your room at night, we hear the noises. And I'm like, okay, okay, that's enough. This is very, like, Tyler, Caitlin, teen mom, I can't handle it. But, I mean, Gossip Girl, like every show, most teenage dramas, I think the only teenage drama I can think of that didn't get, like, painfully bad at the end was Friday Night Lights because they ended it at a good point. They ended it at a really good point. There were some episodes where it kind of, like, all right, all right, enough. But I really, I think that's the best series finale of any teen drama I've ever seen. Although One Tree Hills was really good. And I liked the last maybe 10 minutes of the OC finale. So let's talk about the OC a little bit. I was a slut for Ryan and Marissa. (laughs) I loved them so much. And I know that they were really toxic and terrible together. But I loved them, and I hated Ryan and Taylor Townsend. Seth and Summer were fine, but I always felt like Seth held Summer back. And again, I have so many unpopular opinions when it comes to teen dramas, and that seems to be one of them. I always felt like um, Seth was complaining of everything, and Seth was always like, Oh my god, I'm so rich, but I'm a nerd and an only child, and nobody gets me. <laughs> and then like um summer got to go to brown or yale whatever school she got into ivy leaf school and seth was all jealous of her and then eventually he's like you're gonna change the world summer roberts or whatever he says but i just kind of he always bothered me and then he ran away like at the end of season one because ryan went back to chino and <laughs> summer's like you're a little bitch who runs away on boats all summer <laughs> I just, I thought Summer deserved better than Seth Cohen, but they ended up getting married. And I think I've talked about a lot of my One Tree Hill opinions. I don't think I need to go over them again, but my favorite, I'll tell you like my favorite characters. Obviously, Brooke Davis is great. Obviously, she's one of my favorites, but I always loved um, Rachel. I thought Rachel was awesome. And I liked Peyton. I mean, I know a lot of people hate on Peyton, And I get it. She's very annoying at times, but I liked her. I was always like, she's been through a lot, but I loved her and Jake a lot. Jake was probably one of my favorite characters as well. Haley annoyed me so much. Chris Keller annoyed me and everyone's like, well, he was so funny. I'm like, yeah, he was funny in like season three. And then like when he's doing the same shit in like season eight, I'm like, that's enough. Chase Adams is one of my least favorite characters. Poor Steven. His acting in One Tree Hill was not the best, and I was not a fan of it. Obviously, you have to love Nathan. Nathan's a babe. He has aged like a fine wine. I always thought Lucas deserved to be alone. So yeah, those are my those are my opinions. Oh, I guess I should do Friday Night Lights. I don't know. I feel like Friday Night Lights is so underrated as a teen drama. Like, it's definitely one of the best. And one really, really cool thing about that show, I don't know if you guys know this, but they ad-libbed almost everything. They would have like a rough script, but nothing real. Like they'd have certain lines they had to work around, but most of it was ad-libbed, which is one of my favorite, favorite parts of Friday Night Lights and the fact it's filmed on like a handheld camera. So it feels a little bit more real in my opinion. I mean, Julie Taylor's like one of the worst characters of all time, but I loved Matt Saracen. I loved Landry. Um, Tyra was one of my favorites. I loved Riggins. Riggins was great, but Riggins kind of annoyed me because I'm like, we get it, you're a dumb jock and all this stuff. It was kind of like, okay, dude, we get it. But Taylor Kitsch, Kish, you can look at him all day, all day, all night. But I would pick Matt Saracen over everybody. I am in love with Matt Saracen and I feel like it's because like how much he loved his grandma. (laughs) 
But there is one scene. Well, I don't want to ruin it. I'm not going to talk about it unless you guys tell me I can talk about it next week. And I'll talk about one of my favorite scenes about Matt and after his whatever happened with his dad. Okay. But I don't want to ruin it for a lot of people. So I will say I've watched more television in this past, you know, 13, 14, however long I've been quarantined days than I have probably all year right? Like I'm, I watch TV. I watch my shows. I call them. I'm like a little old lady. I watch my shows and that's it. But I have to talk about fucking Tiger King on Netflix. Oh my God. What a wild ride that is. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. And you'll, and you know, what's crazy is like, you're watching it and you're like, wow, this is weird. And then you're watching it for another 10 minutes and you're like, oh my God, this can't get any crazier. And then another 10 minutes passes and you're like, holy shit, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. So let's, let's make some things clear. Okay. I think it's good. Exotic Joe is in prison during his like big push on social media right now, because if he was not in prison, this would not be good for him. Like, if he was getting all this attention, hell no. Like, someone would definitely be killed. (laughs) Like, he would definitely blow up Carol's sanctuary and just be like, all right, I did it. (laughs) Like, nobody, everyone loves me. It doesn't matter. I think Carol's a bitch. I, I, I mean, I think they're all horrible, horrible humans. It doesn't matter if you're Doc. It doesn't matter if you're Joe. It doesn't matter if you're Carol. You're all really bad people. And that's one thing I think the documentary did a, or docuseries, did a good job on. They, I think that they showed that the only real victims in this whole thing were the animals. Like, the, everybody was out of their fucking mind. And the only people who were really, really hurt, other than the girl who got her arm ripped off, were the animals. I, I do hate that we are giving Joe so much attention. Like, I get it. It's funny. He's definitely a character. He's insane. He's out of his mind. But again, I don't think that that's good for him. Yeah, I mean, my brother. So I got my brother to watch it. And he's like, well, get me to watch it. Like, I I don't really care to watch it. I'm like, okay, so there's big cats. There's crime. There's polygamy. Um, Joe's gay. There are, there are music videos. There is maybe a cold case murder. I mean, there is a cold case murder. I'm sorry, not a maybe. Um, they end up in Vegas at one point. It's just so crazy. And I have my own Doc Antel story, okay? So I grew up in Massachusetts, as you guys know, but every year in Carver, Massachusetts, there's something called the King Richard's Fair. And in Carver, if you live there, you get to go the first day of the fair. It's called Carver Free Day. And that's when like all Carver goes basically. But Doc would come every single year with his tigers. So it's funny. There's like an image going around right now of Doc and Britney Spears. And I knew that one of his tigers was with Britney on the I'm a Slave for You um, performance for the VMAs because he told us at King Richard's Fair. He's like, this tiger actually was on stage with Britney Spears, the VMAs. And growing up, I always thought he was one of the good guys. I thought Doc was one of the good guys and watching Tiger King, you're like, oh my God, he's one of the bad guys. I don't know. It's all crazy. And I'm starting to wonder if you have to be in like a polyamorous relationship in order to own tigers or if that just, I don't know. I don't know what goes around with that, but we should not be allowed to own tigers like that, okay? It's it's gross. Like, any animal, any animal, not just tigers. Like, there were lemurs there. There were chimps, all this stuff, elephants. And I mean, I guess if you're treating them well, it's okay. But come on, like, ugh. 
And it seems like once you get a tiger, your ego goes insane and you need to have 19 wives or like three husbands or five wives. I don't know. But I think they're all pretty gross people. I think it is definitely an interesting watch. And the producer, Rick, I've heard a lot of gross things about him. So I'm glad that all of his videos got burned down. But yeah, Tiger King, you should watch it even though like I hated it and I hated the way they treated the animals. I'm still like, wow, this is a really good watch. And I hate myself for saying that. You guys know I don't believe Shawn Mendes and Camilla Cabello for one second. So I find it really funny that right now they're doing like paparazzi stage walks during quarantine. So almost every single day they've been spotted just walking outside their house. I don't know if it's Camilla's. I don't know if it's Sean's, but they're like just holding completely empty coffee cups, just walking together. And there is no way this couple's real. So I've been asked, like, why would why would celebrities fake a relationship? For a ton of press, the celebrity world is not regular. Like, it's not like our world. They don't need to like each other. But you know what? If they promote enough press so their next song does well, they're probably going to be happy with that. Like, I don't believe Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas are a real couple either. And I was actually thinking about it. Nick Jonas, before, he was like dating Kate Hudson for a hot second in time. And again, another PR relationship. He, if he's with an older woman, if he's with someone like that, like, yeah, that's going to get people talking. It's so crazy. And it drives me crazy a lot of people don't realize it and get mad at me when I call them out on it. I'm also guessing that like Justin Bieber and Camila Cabello are really excited that the coronavirus is happening. Not really excited, but like a little bit excited because they're going to have to cancel their tours. I think Camila already canceled her tour, but she canceled because of low ticket sales. But she's not canceling because of low ticket sales. She's canceling because of the coronavirus. So it kind of gives her an out and it doesn't make her look bad. And yeah, I'm sorry. Camila Cabello cannot handle a stadium tour. She can't headline one. I mean, there are a lot of great singers who still can't headline a stadium tour. And by stadium tour, I mean arena tour because the stadium tour is something absolutely different and that's what Justin Bieber is doing but he's already downsized to um, arenas but again I didn't think this tour was going to happen months ago like months and months and months ago if you've been listening to the podcast I'm like this tour is not going to happen there's no chance and now this virus is going to make sure it doesn't happen and he isn't going to reschedule there will be no rescheduled dates that's something I'm 100% sure of that's kind of all I have I really don't have a ton to talk about this week um Working from home's not as bad as I thought. Fostering cats is cool, but I am kind of excited to like get them out of my house. I know that sounds mean, but I want them to find their forever homes. I think it's really important and I did this too soon. I wasn't ready for this and I just found one of the cats like sleeping on girl's favorite blanket and I got upset, but like it's not, I mean, it's a blanket. They're a cat. They're gonna like it, but yeah, I got her little paw print and it really, it really hit me and I got her paw print the day that I got the foster cats and I was like, oh fuck, like I wasn't ready for this. But I'm obviously taking care of them, making sure that they can be socialized and petting them, like loving on them, whatever. But definitely not ready to own another cat. And I'm glad that I'm trying fostering before I am owning the cat. Trying to think, like, is there anything else going on other than the whole world's on lockdown and all these celebrities are going to start doing... Oh, celebrities need to, like, get off social media or their um, PR people need to quarantine with them. That's all I can think. So we're going to talk about Brody's new girlfriend really quick. As I said, she's only 20. I guess she is a TikTok star. I still haven't downloaded TikTok, and I think that's what's best for me because I'd be on it for hours. But her name is Daisy Keach, and it's kind of funny because a follower was like, I know who this girl is. Like, she's like, I knew her. And it's funny, she knew Josie Canseco, who Brody dated before, who was only like 20. 
But she was like, that girl is bad news. That girl Daisy's bad news. The follower said that. And then I was like, well, can you tell me how she is so I can be like from a source, okay? (laughs) So my source says, nothing that big. She's just a big party girl, big drug girl, and her butt is fake, but she masquerades it as working out. Allegedly, I'm throwing allegedly out there. I should have said allegedly first. So allegedly, she's a big party girl, allegedly big drug girl, and allegedly her butt is fake, but she uses it as working out. So that's who Brody's dating, apparently. It's kind of like, Brody, grow the fuck up, dude. (laughs) But that is all I have for the week, and maybe you'll have another podcast. I don't know. You guys really seem to like the One Tree Hill Gossip Girl podcast, so I was was really happy about that one. But I hope you guys have an awesome week. Um, I want to end on this quote that I found because I feel like we're all kind of fucking going through it right now, and it's okay to admit that. It's all right to, it's okay not to be okay, right? But I'm going to end it with this quote, so here it is. And it's me. I don't know why I'm saying here it is, like it's an audio clip, but... It starts off saying a soft reminder as we enter a new week. We, all of us, are currently going through a collective traumatic experience. Trauma is often thought of as too much, too fast, which is exactly what's happening. Of course you're exhausted. Of course you're afraid. Of course you're overwhelmed. Of course you're clinging to certainty in the midst of so much unknown. Of course, you aren't as productive, feeling foggy, or wondering how you can possibly go through so many waves of emotions all in the same day. This all makes so much sense in the context of our circumstances. Be gentle with yourself. Have compassion for your process. Give yourself grace. You are good no matter how you are managing this completely new experience. And that's by Lisa Oliveira. So I'm just going to end it with that. So be kind to yourself. And you might have another podcast episode. Who knows what's going to happen. But I hope you guys have an awesome week. Again, be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Stay the fuck inside. And I will talk to you later. Actually, you know what? Real quick, I want to say if you're an essential employee, you're fucking killing it. And thank you guys for being on the front lines. Whether you're a nurse, a doctor, a police officer, a firefighter, um, whether you work at the grocery store or like a CVS or Walgreens or whatever, whatever you're doing, you're fucking awesome. And I appreciate everything you're doing to keep us safe. Okay, now for real, (laughs) be calm, be kind, be gentle with yourself, stay inside, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.